month's episode, we're going to be talking about The Expanse, uh, mostly looking at the first book, Leviathan Wakes, as well as the first season of the TV show, but we might also talk about stuff that happens after that, so be prepared for spoilers for the whole show. And my guest is Maddie Emenheiser. Hi! Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. This was, it was a great book to read and a great show to watch. Uh, so, uh, I believe neither of us had read the book or watched the show until you picked it for this, right? Yeah, I um, had heard it recommended, basically, for a couple years and had never gotten around to it. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity to like actually, like, you know watch the show that I've heard is really good and um I maybe might not have picked it if I had known the book is like 800 it's pages so long. long. <laughs> uh, because it took me like a solid few months to read but um it was nice to get into like a tome again I haven't read like a long book in a really long time <laughs> yeah that was I should have checked how long it was as soon as you picked it um but yeah it was funny because when it arrived I thought that was such like an unbelievably crazy long book and then right after that someone picked Game of Thrones which was like <laughs> at least 200 pages longer. Yeah it's funny because like I uh I, I read Game of Thrones like in high school I was like a huge like fantasy like I love long fantasy books in the series and it was interesting going back to something like that that was sci-fi because I had like a little bit of trouble like staying engaged because I just like all the like nouns and like scientific terms and I was like I have no idea what like I can't picture any of this in my head yeah um did you I know I read the whole book before watching the show did you do it the same way yes I think um yeah no I so I actually read the first half of like the book physically and then I started getting into like audiobooks and I figured um I, I drive around a lot for work and I was like oh, I think that might be a good way of like finishing it like in a way that I'm not like reading like two chapters a night and then like kind of taking a really long time um so I, lis I read the first half and then I listened to the audiobook for the second half um and I finished the whole thing and then started the show um, yeah, I did the same thing, and I feel like you'll probably agree with me that the book is pretty slow to get into. Yes. It's, it's, it's so funny because, like, I that first chapter I thought was really good, and it's, like, a great hook, which I think, like, it's smart to then start the show with that hook because it's, you know, the whole time I was like, what, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> like, I love, like... Cronenberg-esque, uh, like the head can talk to you, but it's scoop. All, of, all <laughs> yeah. like the rest of it is scoop. Um, so I was really into that, and then uh, sort of once <laughs> it got into like I'm gonna have to spend this whole book with Holden and Miller, I was <laughs> like, I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought early on I was really into the world building because. Um, James S.A. Corey, which is actually two guys I found out. Oh my god. Very jarring. I had no idea. Yeah, it's a, it's a pseudonym for two different guys who write it together. Um, that makes sense, I think, with just like, it would be such a huge undertaking for one person, because I know there's a ton of other books in the series, too. You won't be able to appreciate this at home, but here's, here's those dreams. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, I want to get beers with them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so they're clearly, uh, really into all of, uh, the details, and I just really liked the touches, like, there's someone who, like, looks Indian but has a strong Texas accent because he's, like, from a place that happened to be colonized by people from India and Texas, and I think, like, details like that are really fun. I agree. I think that was, um kind of one of my favorite parts of like the whole but the the show in the book is just um the it's like perception of what space will be like when like people get there and like settle was really interesting and like really well thought out um from like the sort of the UN being like the earth like now I'm probably thinking of the show more than the book, but, like, the UN being sort of the center of politics on Earth, and then, like, 
the way um, all of them communicate with each other and like transport to each other, um, I, I found really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, so I thought like that stuff I was on board with, but then I feel like the actual plot is hard to get into. Um, it does this thing that always sort of bothers me in books where like, especially the Miller Julie stuff, it, he's constantly always like literally telling you like, I know this is going somewhere. I can really tell this is going to be interesting. <laughs> and it's just like, okay, I get that Miller believes this is going somewhere, <laughs> but like, I need to know like what I'm supposed to be interested in here other than like something is going on with Julie Mao. Especially because they, like, I, I don't, I remember being kind of caught off guard with this in the book, and I don't know if it's just because, like, I'm a bad reader, but I didn't realize, like, I knew that Miller was, like, he's, like, the film noir sort of end of everything, which I thought was really fun to watch, because it's, like, you know, the, the rainy streets, except it's, like, a space station, and I thought that, like, the way that that was done was really cool. Um, but then I also didn't realize that they're trying to make pretty clear that he is, like, a bad cop. Like, not not just in the sense that all cops are bad, but in the sense of, like, he is bad at his job. Right. And then, but, like, because you're in his head the whole time, I thought he was, like, just sort of a decent cop. And so when they, when they, I feel like they have you trust him, even though they're being, like, you trust him because you know him, but then you learn that he's, like, real shitty at his job, and that's why they gave him this in the first place. And so there's, like, that doubt that, that I had because I didn't realize that that's what they were doing, where I was like, wait, so is this just going to be, like, nothing? <laughs> is he just, like, delusional? <laughs> yeah, Miller, I feel like, was definitely kind of the hardest part to take of the book. Um, there's just, like, a lot of stuff that is either hard to read or just annoying about him. Oh my god, um, he's so annoying. <laughs> well, he has like, all of his little, like, phrases <laughs> that are just, like, all from, like, cop movies, and it's like, oh my god. <laughs> the thing that drove me crazy about Miller was there's this, like, both, like, like annoying and also, like, weird sexist thing they do where he's constantly, like, having conversations with a woman in his head, and at first it's his ex-wife, and then it changes to Julie, and I'm glad they didn't even try to adapt this into the show, because it's just so weird that his inner monologue is just, like, completely imagining what this girl is like, and even if, like, we're not supposed to like him, I was still, like, I still hate this. I just don't want to experience this. Yeah, I, I, that really, really bothered me, and I think that, like, one of the big strengths of the show itself is just that they literally get out of their heads. Like, Holden, I didn't mind as much, I think, because he was, like, he had, like, a little more on his plate plot-wise. Like, it's pretty immediate action, and then it's, like, very high stakes sort of running through the whole thing. And also Naomi is there, and I thought, even on, like, the page, I really liked her. Um, and then I think in the show she's, like, awesome. Um, and, but then with Miller always talking to Julie, it was, it just, like, so, like, depersonalized her, and I thought, like, the show also did a really good job of making it clear that, like, that, like, Julie, like, the whole, sh there could have been, like, a whole show about, like, her journey, like, becoming a part of the OPA and everything, like, they make it a lot more clear that, like, she, like, he's discovering little bits and pieces, but she do he doesn't really seem, like, more than, like, sort of what his attachment to her is in the book, and then in the show, you learn that, like, she's done, like, all sorts of, like, cool shit, <laughs> and, like, um, I think has, like, a really interesting, like, dynamic within the world, and I like that they explored that, like, a little bit more in the show, and then didn't have, and then also, when he's, like, imagining her in the show, it's, like, visual, which I think helps, instead of him just, like, talking, but, like, not to you, but to her, but really to you, but, like, it's, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so in the book, um, I was, so yeah, first, uh, Miller was very annoying, but I was into Holden, um, partially because they emphasize a lot that he is hot, 
I oh think God, I actually, yeah. I think I found out that James S.A. Corey is two guys because they were describing Holden, and I stopped to look up if one of, if, uh, if James S.A. Corey was gay, and I was like, oh, he's, he's not gay, <laughs> but he is two guys. But, um, whichever one of you, or maybe it's both, decided to make Holden crazy hot, thank you. God bless. Um, and, yeah, he, there's just sort of this thing of, like, he, it seems like he is supposed to be making bad decisions, which I found a little bit hard to follow because I felt like I didn't understand, like, the politics of the world enough to, like, really decide if his decisions were, like, stupid or yeah. I I wasn't sure. I feel like I'm really outing myself as, like, a bat, like a not very perceptive reader, like, this whole time. But, like, uh, particularly, even, like, with the Miller stuff, I didn't understand Havelock, his, like, partner. It took me a while to sort of understand, like, what his political position as, like, an Earther on a belt planet was. Because I was like, wait, am I supposed to, like... They're, like, attacking him, but also is, but Earth is more power. Like, I was very confused yeah, yeah. at first, um, just because I guess I need, like, things laid out really clearly. <laughs> I do think they, they, like, made it much clearer on the show. And I think, like, in part, it's because you have uh, Christian Abbasarala's character, mm-hmm. which I think really helped develop, like, all of the politics that you have to go through. And, like, that she, like, the actress is so engaging and, like, brilliant that, like, it's so interesting to watch and I think it's easier to understand those politics. But, yeah, I found it really difficult to, like, grasp the nuances of everything at first. Yeah, I think the world of the book is a little hard to follow because, um, like, the, the Earth is so... Earthers sort of have privilege over, like, belters, but I feel like that's hard to get at first because Earth is also, like, like, obviously climate change happened, Mm -hmm. so, like, you hear about Earth, like, having, you know, drowning in garbage and all this stuff, um, so it's, like, hard to keep track of, like, they are still, like, really privileged over, like, belters, um, yeah, which is not, like, a flaw in the world building or anything, it's really good, it's just, like, takes a while, I think, to sort of, like, fully grasp all the politics, at least in a different Yeah, way yeah, I agree. Um, uh, for me, the book finally started really coming together as soon as Miller and Holden actually crossed paths. Yes. Which I think sort of, like, makes sense. That's, like, something I find kind of exhausting about books is, like, introducing these things and just being like, well, you know it'll pay off eventually. <laughs> I, the second that it was, like, I think they literally meet, and then, like, Naomi's like, oh, they're, but they're gonna be bad for each other, and I was like, yes! Yeah! Like, perfect. This is what I'm here for. Yeah. Their, their dynamic rocks, and just, like, immediately made me so much more into both of them, and, um, yeah, I started really enjoying the book when it got to sort of the more emotional aspects where, like, Miller starts to like feel like he belongs with them and they're all like hey stick with us and it's so nice and then it like almost immediately falls (laughs) apart i was like that section of the book is so good and it's really uh sort of like what got me about it god the like the whole situation um with the radioactivity on series i think is the 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 asteroid that that happens on was like spectacular i love like a burst of radiation and like then you're like decomposing and you have to like figure out how to do what you're gonna do until then um like as like a plot beat it was so fun as and then like you get their different like takes on the situation and they're both you know they're both literally like disintegrating (laughs) um and like that whole like plot beat between the two of them was one of my favorite parts of the book like it was it was so good (laughs) yeah and that whole sequence um just like the prose um describes it visually so well and I think like the quote on the cover of the book is like this is the closest you'll get to a blockbuster in uh, in book form, which I don't know if that's, like, really true as far as, like, the plotting and stuff mm-hmm. like that, 
but like that sequence I could picture so well in my head and it was just like so exciting and vast the like little bits like I like even specifically remember like I think like Miller commenting like oh he can feel a blister on his foot and he knows that it's like his skin peeling (laughs) sorry (laughs) but just like the whole like and then yeah and just like desperately trying to get where they're going before (laughs) their bodies fall apart it's so good yeah um so yeah I did really come around on the book by the end even though it's like it's hard to like recommend it to people knowing it's like okay the first like 400 pages (laughs) might be a little slow you have to get past the first 25 hours of the game before it gets really good (laughs) um but yeah so then uh I watched the show next and um you you really liked the show right yeah i so i was like i like the book but i like it's not something i like feel the need to read any more of the series or like reread it at all um even though like i enjoyed it um and then i started the show and i really really love the show i actually um i haven't finished it yet but i'm like three seasons in um and i just think I think they made a lot of really smart choices and I think all the actors do a great job and like it's just like a really good encapsulation of what the book does well and it sort of like throws out the things that I thought the book (laughs) didn't do well which is really nice. Um, I only watched season one. Um, I had a little bit of trouble getting into it. Um, Yeah, I, I just feel like it didn't like suck me into the characters and the situations like super hard um and it didn't really I think the first season doesn't cover the full first book right yeah it's a the first season and a half I think up until you get like the end of the book which I don't totally know how to feel about because I do feel like the end like Miller's connection with Julie was like so climactic and like the that like episode of the show is like genuinely i like really beautiful i think um and it would have been so easy to fuck up <laughs> like anytime you have like an ethereal naked beautiful woman i'm always just like this is going to go badly um and i thought they actually did a pretty good job of um like visualizing that cuz it's such a weird thing to like one figure out what it actually like would look like yes. and then two like i think this was like a sci-fi show by that point right it looks it looks looks so good yeah (laughs) like the second that I knew that like I like I enjoyed the show as a whole and I was like wow the especially the production design like I think the effects look look good but particularly just like the spaces feel like really well thought out and like lived in um and, like, very specific, like, even the stuff on Earth, like, has the little, like, modernization touches of, like, what the future would be that I really liked. Um, yeah, I think the, uh, I, I think the reason I was into it from the beginning is in part, um, uh, I think Thomas Jane does a really good job yeah. as Miller. I think, I think, honestly, he pulled me into the show a bit more than Holden did, which was kind of surprising. Um, and then the second that I was the whole episode where they're on the Donager, I was like, I was like, you better take off Shed's head. You better take <laughs> off Shed's head. If you don't do it, I don't know if I trust you as a show. And then they do it, and it's, like, awesome. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm, like, in for the ride now. Um, and, I, and I was totally there. And I actually, um, it was kind of comforting, I think, to, like, watch what happened on screen when I knew from the book and stuff. But then, like introducing the UN in the first season I think was really smart and then actually like as it went forward beyond what I knew from the book I got like even more interested in like the way that they like are interacting with like the politics of the universe and like it's fun not knowing I like I bet it's still loosely based on the book but I have like absolutely or on the series but I've like absolutely no idea but I think it's really good (laughs) yeah I feel like the the decision to, like, not do the whole book, I, like, totally get because there's just, like, so much ground to cover. Um, but I think there was also, like, part of me that was, like, okay, once it gets to the part of the book that was good, 
I'll get more into it. And then, like, the season ended, and I was like, oh. Um, but that does make me excited for season two, and I feel like probably I'll be, like, into season two right away, because it's, like, right at where the book got <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, like, goes right from one, from one to the other. Uh, like, from, it, it, like, picks up right where it leaves off. Um, yeah, and it's just, like, I think particularly having read the book in such a to me, it's, like, kind of a weird choice, because I'm, like, I, I don't know. It feels like that first book is, like, very strongly, like, Miller's story, and then to, like, kind of cut it up like that felt a little wonky. Yeah, it, um, if, I felt like they could have, like, cut a lot more off, like, the beginning, the, like, setup, rather than, um, yeah. rather than cutting so much of the end off, um, uh, because, yeah, it does, like, like, just like in the book, Holden and Miller should have met way sooner, <laughs> like, it's so, it's so frustrating that they kept those things separate, and I think, like, it kept them from being fully dynamic. Yeah, and they, when... Like, those two actors getting together is so... Like, I just, like, they play off each other so well. Like, they're... The the scene, specifically, where they, like, invite him to the table and they talk about when, like, they stole all the cheese is, like... It's just so charming and nice. And I, I wish, like... I wish they would have met a little sooner. And then I do... Like, I wish we would have gotten a little more time with them all together before everything, like, breaks bad, um, which, like, I just, that, <laughs> that scene always frustrates me. I've actually watched the first season twice, um, because I, like, made my partner rewatch it with me, because I was like, this is really good, you'll like it a lot, um, and, like, that scene where he shoots the, like, protogen scientists, I'm like, yeah, I think he did the right thing. And then everyone just, like, fucking ostracizes him for it. And I'm like, no, I think, like, I get his reasoning. And I think it, that's kind of one of the one of the things about the show that I think is kind of funny is that, like, the whole time I'm just like, yeah, the OPA is right. <laughs> like, and I, um, I really like all the, like, interplay. And I think they do a really good job with, like, the moral quandaries and everything. But, like, most of the time I just end up being like, yeah, the OPA is right. <laughs> and, like, you should just, like, do that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I feel like uh, a lot of... Uh, a lot of the time in stuff like this, I'm like, they could just have it all be that like I don't totally need like the cops perspective or like the government's perspective on it that stuff even when it's like done well yeah um, yeah I, oh sorry <laughs> um yeah I was just gonna say like uh especially like the cops in this are so annoying and um with uh like Miller's whole thing of being sort of like like an Uncle Tom for Belters kind of um which is even worse in the show because they established this creepy thing of him getting, like, surgery to look less like a belter, which I th I know was, like, um, you know, a logic thing of, like, obviously the actor is gonna be, like, a human person and they don't want to have to use weird effects and stuff, um, but I was also like, god, it's so creepy and makes him such a weird cop. Yeah. Yeah, and then the whole, like, his, uh his, like, partner who they assign him with, who then, like, they have, like, this, like, almost romance, and I was like, I don't care about this. <laughs> like, I get that you need to have someone else on the force who he can, like, talk to, but, like, I just can't. I did enjoy some, and I don't know the extent, like, I, I, I haven't read up on anything about it, but it did seem like they tried to get, like, very particularly, like, very tall, skinny people mm -hmm. to be the belters, um, which I guess is, like, the sort of only way they could think of to, like, visualize the bone density aspect of, yeah. like, everything. Um, yeah, that was, I, like, get it, and I'm glad they didn't, like, half-ass it and it looks shitty, but, like, I do miss how in the book there's just, like, a bunch of seven-foot-tall people around. It's so cool. Yeah. I, like, 
The the scene where they're like gravity torturing that guy at the beginning is also like I think like like an an interesting world building choice and like fucked up as hell yeah. and horrifying. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I had actually kind of forgotten about that from the book, I think, because I had just gotten, once I got to the show, I was just sort of like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, I totally, right. totally missed that, because I, I think once I had looked at, like, the poster or the trailer for the show, I sort of just, like, inserted, mm-hmm. like, those actors as, like, the characters in my head, and I just hadn't really, like, <laughs> I totally forgot about that. And also with the politics, I feel like there's this thing that I sort of get that comes up a lot in uh, sci-fi and also, like, political thrillers in general. But, like, there's a lot of just, like, uh, wanting to, like, prevent war, which, like, makes sense. Like, I'm like, okay, like, I get why you would want to prevent war, but I'm also always like, but there is one group that's right and one group that's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, especially with, like, the the way that they like establish Mars as like super militant um which i think they do uh, they they introduce a character later that i think is like a fun um more like introspective look at like what like growing up on Mars and stuff actually is um especially cuz like i think Alex is kind of annoying yeah. um but that's uh, that's just me. I uh, I think the I had the, the like Texan accent kind of grates on me, even though I really like it as like a character choice, and the actor does like a really good job. Um, but the whole time I was just like I I love Amos <laughs> um, Amos for life, but um, particularly because of the way they talk about like the way that the belt would like completely like cease to exist if they stopped getting the supplies that they need from, like, Earth and Mars, but then, like, also, like, all of their, like, labor and, you know, like, literal, like, lives go towards, like, making, like, like, travel and everything possible for Earth and Mars. I'm just, like, I just don't, I, like, the OPA, I feel like they're doing a good thing, (laughs) you know? Um, and then it's interesting to, uh, because, like, then, like, the whole thing with Earth is that, like, it's allied with, like, the, like, corporate entity, and so that even more so makes me just be like, yeah, they're, they're assholes, and we just need to listen to the OPA. Yeah, yeah it's funny, because, like, personality-wise, like, obviously, um, Miller is supposed to be sort of more, um, world weary and like pragmatic and Holden is supposed to be more of like a dumb baby which I love about him um but then it's like interesting that Miller is like the cop who's like you know oh the you know the belt needs to calm down or whatever yeah yeah and it's like I I sort of I feel like I keep talking about like the show outside of that context because I like I think it really, like, hits a good stride once, like, season two and three start, um, because I, I like, um, I feel like Naomi is a much better, like, uh, look into, like, what it means to, like, grow up on the belt and, like, uh, you know, a much better perspective on, like, what's happening, um, and I, maybe that's just because, like, I agree with her more, um, but I, I just, like, I, I, think we get a little more like I think she's a good balance between the two because she is like she's like pragmatic but she's also like hopeful and like she like does care about people and so I think like her perspective is really fun to get into but we don't really get her take on like Belter stuff as much um as Miller and yeah all like Miller's whole thing just reminds me of when I like rewatched Seven earlier this year and I was like I get it but like this is exhausting (laughs) (laughs) you're like it's just like you're just so grim all the time (laughs) 
and I guess that's why, like, the Julie thing is, like, ah, oh, his one, like, glimpse of hope, but, like, that is, like, ah, oh, my glimpse of hope is a beauty, beautiful 20-year-old yeah. woman, and it's, like, okay. Yeah, a 20-year-old woman who he has not met, that, yeah. and he's, like, completely projected onto. <laughs> yeah, a, a woman who, like, so much of his knowledge of her is just him guessing. <laughs> Um, what did you think of the show's decision to just make Miller dress like a fucking idiot? Oh my god, I hated his hat so <laughs> much. Um, I, so, God bless, because I know that they're listening, but my partner thinks Thomas Jane is, like, the hottest person alive. They are, yeah. Um, and, like, it's true, it's true, but, like, they certainly do their best to kind of make him not hot in this show, which is very unfortunate. It's, but it's funny because it's like, in a way that feels like it might be trying really hard to be hot because he does <laughs> kind of like dress like Jared Leto. He's like, and like, the thing is Thomas Jane is like so smooth. Like all of his like movement, I'm like, yeah, even like he'll, the way he puts on or takes off the hat, like the hat I hate, but the way he uses yeah. it, I'm like, oh, that's good stuff. But then, like, I I really, I don't know if this is in season one or two, but he, at one point, he does, like, shave his hair into, like, a cool mohawk, mm -hmm. and it's like, thank you. <laughs> so I keep hitting the table, I feel like it's gonna fuck up the mic. But, um, yeah, like, thank you, show, for <laughs> giving us this. Yeah, I hate his dumb outfits, but I'm fully on board with his dumb hairstyles. <laughs> like, they rock. <laughs> God, he, like, I, I truly think the show turned him from someone who, like, I think had, like, a good arc, but I found, like, super irritating right. throughout the book into, like, a character where, like, I definitely got super annoyed with him, but, like, he's played just charming enough where I'm, like, oh, part of it is that, like, people just pity you, <laughs> and, like, that's why, like, I'm kind of liking you as a character is because you're kind of pitiful, but in a way that's, like, hot, and I'm, and I'm into that, and then he gets to be, like, a more interesting character once he meets with Holden, and then he shoots the scientist, and I was, like, I, I actually really like Miller yeah, now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so much of what makes him good once you finally start liking him is that it's just, like, a garbage man who gets <laughs> adopted by these nice people who are like, oh, we found a garbage man. <laughs> That's 100% yeah. what it is. And Thomas Jane is such perfect casting for that vibe. He does such a good job. I think particularly when you hit, like, what, like, the climax of his arc when he finally meets Julie. Um, uh, and it, it just, like, it's so riding the line of, of, Again, like, she is, like, floating naked in, like, this blue light, and her, like, hair is floating in the gravity, and he, you know, this is the first time he's meeting, like, the person that he has been, like, projecting on for the past one and a half seasons of TV, um, and I, like, the fact that he pulls off making it, like, genuinely very sweet and beautiful, where he is just, like, it sort of feels almost reciprocal that he is like, oh, you help your 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 simple existence, despite the fact that I did not know you, helped me through like the last however many weeks, months, and like now he sort of gets to help her through like a hellish existence as part of like a ship, which also is just like so cool as yeah. like a concept. Um, I that like it's truly riding such a thin line and I was like so ready for it to not work um and then like it's truly incredible that like between everything they they pulled it off um because like the whole time I was like into it and then like a little tiny bit of me was like this could go <laughs> like don't fall off that tight wire and they managed not to do it um I thought and I was like wow I can't believe they managed to do that <laughs> Yeah, it's, I sort of got the feeling that, like, this sort of, like, noirish, like, detective who's obsessed with this beautiful young ingenue thing was more, like, to give you something familiar to, like, suck you in, which mm. I think, like, did not really work on us because we're not, like, the target audience <laughs> for that. Um, but I got the feeling that that's sort of, like, what it was more than, like, 
either the the authors or the creators of the show like really being like into that, which was kind of a really yeah. Um, did Naomi and Holden get together in season one? I forget. I think that's at the beginning of season two. Okay, that's what I because thought. oh my god the there the thing is like I. I for a book as a whole that I was, like, pretty cool on, there are, like, specific scenes and ideas that, like, I'm, like, head over heels in love with, and one of those scenes is when they're literally, like, getting all of their blood filtered from radiation because they, like, almost died of radiation poisoning, and Holden's like, this is my moment. I'm gonna tell Naomi I love her. (laughs) And it's like, dude, this is this is so wrong. And then you remember that that Miller is in the room. <laughs> and, like, that whole scene I, like, just adored because it was just, like, again, it's just Holden being a dumb baby, and I yeah. love it. Yeah. I really love the Holden-Naomi relationship because it feels like it's this thing of, like, Naomi being, like, he's so hot. And I really want to have sex with him, but I just have to, like, wait for a time when he hasn't just been a dumb baby <laughs> to do it. Yeah, I, I kind of, um, it's so, it feels like a little, I like it a little bit better in the show, I think. In the book, I think they, I, I, I think it's a little, uh, um, when it's like, oh, I was waiting for you to come to me. And it's like, I get the sentiment there, but also, like, that feels, like, a little too coy. Um, whereas I do kind of like in the show that they, the, the, I don't know if the scene where they, like, hook up for the first time is in the first season, but when they, like, hold their helmets together and then talk to each other, and then they help each other out of the suits, and then just, like, start fucking in the bay, is exquisite. It's very emotional and very hot, which are, like, the only two things I ever want from anything. (laughs) Yeah, I do really like in the pilot, um, that whole sequence where there's a black keys needle drop and then Holden is like naked fucking in space that's oh it's so, so good. good and and like floating particularly where it's like oh this like affords all sorts of new opportunities yeah. <laughs> um that like especially that scene they just like shoot it so well to just like really objectify this man and I think the casting is great he's so pretty um and uh, I feel like that never happens where, like, a book is obsessed with how hot a, a guy is and then the adaptation actually, like, translates that well. Yeah, he is he is a very pretty man. Um, it was so funny because right after I started watching the show, I found, and I can't even remember the name of it, which is horrible, but there's, like, a very fun movie with him and Sebastian Stan where they're, like, oh, boy witches. I probably... Oh, wait, he's in that? Oh, my God. I think so. he's, like, one of the main characters, and it is it is a blast. And I was like, oh, my gosh, yes. Like, even what he's doing in that show or in that movie where he's sort of, like... That's um, so funny. Yeah, like, I've seen this movie a lot, and I always think of it as, like... Sebastian Stan, Taylor Kitsch, Chase Crawford, and then some guy. But yeah, <laughs> some guy is holding for these fans. And it's it, it's just, like, I, I think, like, one, he's very pretty, and two, he, like, is very good at being, like, morally conflicted, um, but in a way that's, like, smoldering. And I think that works really well for the show because he has to be morally conflicted so much. Yeah. But then also he, like can be, like, charming, but not too, like, he just sort of, like, is a fun protagonist, because he, he is so clearly, like, a protagonist, like, I feel like he thinks of himself as a protagonist, but he's, like, but it's also because he's just stupid enough to think of himself as a protagonist, which is, like, a great dynamic. Yeah, and that's why it's, uh, the story is so strong in the parts when Miller and Holden were together, and why I wish so badly that that was more of the story, because just, like, the, I think they, uh, complement each other really well, and sort of that, that, um, that energy of, like, 
Miller very much being like the type that's like, I'm not the hero here. And like Holton being like, am I the hero here? (laughs) It works so well. It's so fun. Like, God, I, it's almost like, it almost feels like, um, the authors were like worried that they wouldn't be able to do like that relationship as good as it deserved and so they were like we have to have Miller uh, piss holding off like they have to go away because like if they get together then like we're it's this is just gonna turn into a romance novel (laughs) which is like that's what it should be (laughs) and yeah like that dynamic is so good because it's almost like when Holden gets mad at him it's almost like obligatory of him sort of being like I completely understand why you did what you did, but I feel like I also have to be mad at it. And it's just, like, heartbreaking, and it's so specific to those characters and makes so much sense for both of them. And it happens so immediately after, like, the, um, the, the beautiful, when he, when he's, like, like, you can, you can, you're a part of our crew, you know? And, and Miller, like, cries a little bit, and it's, and it's so beautiful and it happening like right on the heels of that is just it's so heartbreaking (laughs) because I love I love a found family and like it it just the it it falls apart so quickly and like it makes sense like plot wise but like emotionally I'm like I just wanted like a little bit more yeah I'm so it's so nice uh having this conversation and remembering this with you because like I am so sort of whatever on that book but like as I remember those like 50 to 100 pages I'm like god that was really good (laughs) they're just such a good comp again like I just I I can't get over the fact that like they're literally like oh these two are gonna be bad for each other and it's like that's the perfect dynamic (laughs) yeah it's such a good uh like romance like you said but then it does like almost like make sense of like they can't continue to be together because that would be too happy for Miller yeah he's just like a miserable man with a miserable life uh he has to go he has to go drown his sorrows what did you think of uh let me look up the name um she talked a little bit about now I'm looking at the page for the covenant Everyone for sure. I want to rewatch it now. I think I own it. It's such a who's who of like mid two thousands hot boys. No, yeah, and it's so funny to me that that's the guy from the Expanse because it's just like they're all guys from TV shows who I have a crush on, and it's just like every year, what more of them get grandfathered into that? (laughs) It's a perfect show to watch right now too because I feel like it's just the right amount of like. It's, like, spooky and very, like, Halloween-y, but not, like, very scary. Yes. So, like, highly recommend for, like, literally anyone. Yeah, everyone should watch it every Halloween. Um, yeah, I definitely got drunk and bought it because I was like, I need to own the uh, the Chase Crawford and Taylor Kitsch shower together movie. <laughs> yeah, I watched it. Not to make this, like, not to, like, heel turn on the podcast, but I, I randomly found it and watched it, and it was so funny because I saw Sebastian stand, and I was like, oh, I'll watch this. And then uh, I was like halfway through the expanse and I was like, oh my god, it's that guy. Okay. Uh, so I don't remember how this character pronounces her name. Ava Sarala? I think that's how yeah. it's pronounced, yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm trying to remember, was she in the book at all? I don't think so. I don't remember her being there at all. Um, and yeah because I was kind of thrown off guard because I think her introduction scene is literally her torturing the guy they think is on the OPA or in the OPA um and so I I I really liked her addition I think it like really expanded like the scope of what's going on which helped me at least like sort of understand the because she's literally like a high-ranking I think she's the secretary like the undersecretary or something i can't remember the official term but she's like a high up UN member so like her whole thing is the politics which is like I think a really good mechanism for explaining the politics yeah because definitely in the book there are like pages and pages explaining without any like 
plotter character, so it makes sense to, like, have her in there. Yeah. And she, um, God, I really enjoyed, like, I feel like she starts out, like, really hateable. (laughs) Um, like, when she goes to visit, um, Holden's mom and tries to be like, I'm a mother, please tell me about your son so that I can kill him easier. I, I, that's, uh, I know that, that now, like, she, you know, she doesn't, like, kill Holden or anything, but, or I don't know, maybe she does later in the show, um, but I was like, kick her out of your house right now, and then they have a very heartfelt conversation about parenthood, um, but I, I found her to be, like, pretty hateable in the first season. And then I completely heel-turned on her um, later on as she, like, um, in the later season, uh, like, two, she becomes uh, more about, like, rooting out the corruption at the UN, which becomes super, super interesting because you understand sort of, like, the political plays that she has to make and, like, what she can and can't say or like fight against and then like as uh, she's also not only a good character for explaining the politics but then also as the plot expands to include like protogen's relationship with the un and like what they're doing she's a good character um and like us like as a character just like so smart and fun to watch that like all of that political stuff becomes interesting when I think it would kind of be hard to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I agree. The actress has so much gravitas. Um, I think she really sets you into those scenes. Um, I looked it up, and the character first appears in the second book of the series, uh, which is called mm. Caliban's War, and I think it was definitely a good move to put her in the show right away as, I think, like the third biggest character. Like She's really prominent. Um, and, yeah, I think that definitely makes it stronger because it's a little hard to have sort of the same feelings if like the um if sort of the bad guy is just like the idea of colonialism as opposed to there being like an actual politician that you can sort of like be like oh I don't know about this person Mm -hmm. and then um as she um it's it's interesting because um, sort of where I'm at in the show, which this is, it's bizarre because I'm talking past the book, but also I I haven't seen the whole show, um, so I feel like I'm saying, like, things that are really stupid if you know what actually (laughs) happens, but, um, they sort of end up pairing her off with a, like, an ex, I don't even know if I would say expat, with, like, a, a Martian Marine who goes AWOL, and so that's a fun, I think, almost, um, very reminiscent of like Holden and Miller because you're you see you see like them clash in very similar ways but like they're sort of forced together by circumstance um and like similar goals and so I I think like really the like strength of the show despite the fact that I I do think like world building wise it's really interesting is like they have really good like independent character interactions Um, because I can think of, like, so many pairs of characters who have really strong scenes together. Like I said, but, like, I I adore Amos, and, like, I love his just, like, Naomi said this, and, like, (laughs) she's a good person, so I guess she's right. Um, like, all all of that, um, those, like, little character bits are almost, like, the strongest part for me, um, even though I, I think the show surrounding it's really strong, I think those are, like, the little moments that are, that really shine. Um, what did you think of, uh, the Jared Harris character? Oh my god, I didn't realize it was Jared Harris at first. <laughs> he's um, doing, like, kind of a, he's trying to do sort of, like, a quasi, like, Chinese accent, right? Like, I feel like they're doing a thing about how, like, accents yeah. have become, like, blurred in the future. Yeah, because they, they sort of, in the book, specify that there's, like, Belter-specific accents that are, like, combinations of, like, the people who first, like, moved to the asteroids and stuff. Um, actually, that was a huge thing that I really hated about the audiobook was mm-hmm. because they, like, tried to do, 
I think specifically the way that they interpreted it was like a very like Jamaican accent and it just felt racist (laughs) listening to this guy uh, read it Um, I I really liked his scenes with um, with Miller Mm. I thought those were really fun and like he is such a like presence yeah um so like he has so many monologues that i feel like couldn't could have like really lost my attention but he's like just so dramatic that i was like really pulled in um and like his sort of perspective i one thing i i did enjoy sort of in general about all the actors who are portraying like opa characters or I guess just, like, those characters in general, is that it is, like, like, he is, like, power-grabbing, but he does also, like, believe in it. Mm-hmm. And even, like, when you get to, like, Fred Johnson, it's, like, the show is, like, trust us, he, he didn't know um, that the... That, that, like, he was, res- he was responsible for shooting at the... Just, like, that the OPA characters, I think, all have, like, interesting stuff beyond them being, like, a part of the OPA, I guess. Like, Jared Harris has his, like, sort of power-grabbing. Fred Johnson's trying to do his, like, when you've done a bad thing and now you're trying to do a good thing to make it better. Redemption? Redemption. <laughs> um, Jared, or uh, Fred Johnson's, like, redemption arc, um, or just, like, the super, super hot second-in-command to Fred Johnson with the deep voice, whose secondary trait is just that she's beautiful and I love her. Um, but that's one thing that I, that I thought that, like, Jared Harris really brought to the role, was just, like, oh, this guy is, like not a good guy even though like I sort of like agree with what he's fighting for and I thought that that was such a fun dynamic especially because he gets to play kind of like the strong man I guess and he like I feel like so many things I've seen him in he's like the smart bookish guy and so to get him sort of to get to for him to be allowed to just sort of like command a space was so fun yeah uh yeah, you're right that it's sort of against type how, like, sort of powerful and strong he is. And it, yeah, it feels he like he worked out for it. He's, yeah. like, pretty buff, and I, he's really, <laughs> again, like, a kind of continuing thread, but, like, I feel like they cast really hot actors yeah, in, like, the whole show. There's a scene when Jared Harris is in, like, a Henley that I, like, yes. on. Yeah, you know what I'm I know exactly about. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Not enough shows are doing this. <laughs> Not enough shows are, like, he is really hot. Don't put him in, like, a little, like, vest and jacket, like, corduroy jacket. I don't want it. I wish I had more to say about this show. I definitely am gonna, like, both rewatch season one and also watch the rest, who I'm sure it'll be, like, especially season two when it gets to those parts that were so good in the book, I'm sure it'll be really good. Um, Yeah, right now I, like, just don't have too much to say so far, um... But uh, I don't want to end if you have more to say about the show. I definitely <laughs> want you to get to talk about it. I do. Just, like, one thing that I, like, it's just a small thing. But, like, I think the mo- the protomolecule is, like, a cool as hell, like, uh, MacGuffin sort of yes. concept. Um, sort of the further you get into the show, you more the more things you realize the protomolecule can, like, do or, like, be. Um... And, like, the whole concept of it, like, I think they manage in the book to, like, get across the, like, the literal, like, the gravity of the situation that it can, like, just reroute an asteroid, like, which is just, like, buck wild. Also, I do think it's hilarious that they were like, we need to commandeer your massive ship, and then it just, like, accidentally goes into the sun, which I I think is so funny. Um... But just, like, as a concept, I think one, like, truly it is, like, the characters that have made me interested in the show, but I do think that, like, that is, like, such a cool sci-fi, like, idea, um, and also just, like, such an interesting look at, like, what, like, a different, like, idea of what alien life actually would 
like be or like what our contact with alien life would be and i really like the more and more i see them like trying to figure out what the fuck to do with the protomolecule and like just trying to understand it um i'm like getting more and more into it yeah yeah the protomolecule is so cool and it's definitely like what makes this such a strong sci-fi story and i kind of wish they had found a way to get to it sooner because I feel like there's a long time with like the big thing is like that Julie is a missing girl and you're like don't people go missing a lot (laughs) there's like like they talk about how many people are like alive that you know just like between earth mars and the belt and I'm just like that's so many people (laughs) and then they kill a whole asteroid with the um with the protomolecule which is also like what like i think like there's so there's so many like big numbers in the show but i think they do a pretty good job of like when like this is an asteroid and it's huge Mm -hmm. and it's moving and he didn't even notice also the humor of him having to keep his like finger on the button so that the nuke doesn't explode i think it's like a really fun like in the show, they sort of sidestep it a bit because it's just, like, an alarm that goes off every three minutes that he has to beep. Oh. Um, but I love that in the book, he's literally, like, my hand is getting tired <laughs> because I have to, like, keep it on the button. Yes. Um, but I just, like, I do think that numbers-wise, it's pretty good at being, like, this is, like, this is, like, a planet. And, like, everyone is dead. Like, I... I um, I think it could have been easy to kind of get lost in, like, the, how big that, the, like, world is, um, and I think they did a pretty good job of making you realize, like, the gravity of various situations, or, like, the size, like, how big the Donager is and stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely think this show, um, is done in a way where there's just, like, always so much scale to it. I think part of it is, like, they... Um, they will, like, do scenes where, like, the camera follows people from one location to another, which is, Mm -hmm. like, not something TV does a lot because it's expensive, but it, like, makes you feel so much of a world as opposed to it being, like, you know, the three rooms in a ship that you're always seeing on most sci-fi shows. Yeah. Or even, like, the little things, like, um, I guess this is, like, more of a world-building thing, but, like, the fact that like he can't get real coffee is such a fun little like running beat um just like those those like there's so many specific world building bits that I feel like would have been really easy to fuck up and I think they did a really good job of like bringing them home um which is really impressive because like I have such a bad like whenever things are described in sci-fi I just sort of like zone out (laughs) and so I'm like oh I'm actually engaged in this that's pretty impressive yeah I think they do such a good job of sort of like the squalor of the belt like there are certain lines like um where some like someone is like all the water we drink has been like pissed out a million times yeah that's like such a good detail to just make me immediately be like okay the terrorists are right like whatever they want to blow up do it Um, yeah, I would say my only other thing to add is that, um, I really like Naomi, and I think that her, I'm very interested for her to, uh, become a bigger, I think she becomes a bigger character in, like, later seasons and kind of breaks off from the group, and I'm very excited to see what happens, because I, uh, she was, like, I think that actress does such a good job, and I just, like, everyone on the crew is so fun, and I'm just, I almost am, I love them as a crew, and I'm gonna be very sad, but I know that eventually they're gonna, like, go their different ways, because they just, like, it, with the, like, impending, you know, political strife, like, they simply, like, cannot, like, they can't work together on the same ship because they all have such different ends, but I'm so excited to see them, like, break off and like do whatever they do like individually because I think they did such a good job at like developing all of them um uh but yeah Naomi is my favorite and I just (laughs) 
<laughs> I want a whole show about Naomi, and I feel like I feel the actress does such a. I I feel like it, like I keep saying this because all the actors do a really good job, but I just like wanted to add that on to the end because I feel like I didn't talk about her enough. <laughs> all right, you wanna you wanna do some rating? Oh yeah. All right. Um. So I'm gonna give the book three, uh, three stars out of five overall. Um, yeah, there were parts that where everything paid off super hard, and I was like, "Oh, this rocks so much." Um, and then you know, other parts that were a lot slower. Uh, but overall, I would say it's like a, a satisfying sci-fi book that I enjoyed. So I'll give it a three. Um, I think I'm gonna copy you. Yeah, uh, like three. Three sounds right because it was definitely like better than average I think but also um well I wasn't like you know totally pulled in and like couldn't stop reading it and then um even though I enjoyed what I read um and then for the show for now I'm gonna give it a 2.5 because there's just never really any parts that like thrilled me um but I definitely I'm gonna rewatch season one and also continue watching uh, watching the future seasons at some point because I do think uh, I, fe I feel pretty confident it'll get better. Um, I I'm gonna give it a four out of five because uh, I I'm I'm excited to continue watching and I think that like it really does a good job of like expanding the world in a way that I think is super engaging and like bringing in new characters with who like bring new perspectives and like uh like the scope of it really expands as well and I I like truly truly just like adored watching the show um so I'm so excited to watch more and I really really hope that you enjoy it because I do think like um it really takes off in season two and then once you get to the um past the first book i'm i'm so curious about what you think about you know what what happens um all right and then i like to end on a recommendation um so since i liked the book better i'm gonna recommend a tv show and i'm gonna recommend fringe uh which is not Honestly, not really similar to the book Leviathan Wakes, uh, but I was just like, what's a sci-fi TV show that I really like? And Fringe is one I really like, so I'm going to go with that. And then, um, do you want to recommend a book for fans of the show? Sure. Um, I, so I don't read a ton of sci-fi, but, um, and I feel like I know that you already did a whole show on this, but the, uh, when I'm thinking about a sci-fi book that I really, really like, um, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Sorry, my brain is broken. Um, but I, that whole series was, um, as someone who's like not very good at reading sci-fi, just like ripped through those books. They're so funny. They're so good. Um, probably, definitely not, <laughs> uh, the most similar, uh, really only share, like, half a genre, um, but just, like, such a good time that I feel like anyone can enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Um, do you have anything that you would like to plug? Maybe your Twitter? Yeah, um, I'm a boring person who doesn't do a lot, um, mm -hmm. but you can hear me pretty much just talking about Julia Ducournau and the movie Titan for the foreseeable future until award season is over at um, MadEye underscore Maddie on Twitter. Hell yeah. And yeah, you can follow me at Lenny Burnham. You can follow the show at Chapter Surfing and subscribe to the Patreon if you want to get episodes a couple weeks early. Thank you everybody for listening and thank you Maddie for being here. Thanks for having me. This was so fun.
Do you want to learn falsehoods? Do you want to learn the not truths? Do you want to go to hell? Join Eric McAdams, Alea Plotney, and Liam Sr. as they go to hell. We Are Experts is a podcast on the Major Cast Network. Each episode, we take a topic we know nothing about and speculate wildly till our hearts content. And then they sort of learn a little bit about the real topic at the end. But not too much. Just a little. Tune into We Are Experts. Wherever you get podcasts, whenever we feel like posting it. Thanks for listening to the Major Cast Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.